Welcome to Power of the Cross Radio Sermons. We are so happy you could join us. Next, you will be hearing a message from Pastor Farrell Wilson. Brother Wilson is the pastor of the Lighthouse Church in Grenada, Mississippi. To learn more about the Lighthouse, visit their website at grenadachurch.com. Now, on to the message. If you're joining us by radio, welcome you on this new year, 2022. Isaiah chapter 59, starting at verse 19, reading through 21. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion. And unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, say the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee, my words which I have put in thy mouth, shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. Let's pray together. Father, it's a new year, Lord, and we're expecting great things here at the Lighthouse and our other brothers and sisters across the world that are preaching the message of the cross from all denominations and walks of life, Lord, and and independent churches. God, I just pray we can all lock arms this year and gather around that unified altar at Calvary, Lord, and preach this message without fear nor favor. And and Lord, I just pray this is a soul-winning year. Lord, I I pray that the the ones we just never thought would come into the house, Lord, those that would never accept Christ, that God, they would turn this year, and we would see a great harvest in these last days. Lord, anoint your word today as we preach it and teach it and hear it. And we'll be careful to give you honor and praise. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And we say amen. And Isaiah, in chapters 56 through 66, is prophecy. What has happened before, and we've talked about this several times, but Isaiah, I know people pick little verses out of here about mounting up on wings of eagles, and we know about the prophecies of Jesus to come, and part of the Christmas story was prophesied in there, but Isaiah is a pretty sad book. It's, it's, a, it's a book of what, it tells of what happened to a people that turned their back on God. And Isaiah was preaching. He started out as a very young man. He preached under four different kings. He had watched the northern kingdom fall as a young man. The Assyrians come in and wiped out northern Israel. And then they come in and took part of uh, uh, the bottom southern kingdom. And when you get to just before chapter, chapter 56... Jerusalem has been taken over, and all the Israel has been taken into the area of Babylon. And King Cyrus comes along, the Persian king, and overtakes Babylon. And, and now he's letting them go back into Israel. And when they get there, it's not a pretty picture. The temple is in ruins. It's decimated. I mean, you got to understand the temple was central to the Jews' worship, and it was a beautiful thing. Uh, There was nothing like it on earth, and I don't think anything will ever be like it again. The gold and the description, how magnificent it was, it was just something that the eyes to behold, the whole world uh, just stood in awe of what the Jews had built under the direction of God. But all this laid in ruins. Their country was on fire. There wasn't much left. 
Not much at all, if anything. Yet you would think after all these years in exile, all the things that had happened to them, you would think they would have turned around, but that just wasn't the case. And this is what happens when people turn their back on God as a nation. Sure, there were righteous people there. But there was still the majority of the people would not turn to God. And, but Isaiah began, after all this turmoil, they started coming back through. God was speaking through the prophet Isaiah, and he was bringing words of hope concerning Israel's future. Now, where does that leave us? I know we could hold our head down and look around in our nation, much as Israel. I kind of feel like we're, like Israel in a sense, back then we're looking at our nation and it's collapsing before us. The things that we knew as children are gone. And I think we could hold our heads down and say all is lost. But, you know, it's bad. Some of our foundations that have been shaken so hard that they've almost collapsed. Uh, Think of what our nation was just, just... at the beginning of this century in the year 2000, I, and how things have changed, I don't consider myself an old man. I, I'm, people probably would disagree with me on that. I'm getting on up there a little bit in my 50s, but I don't consider myself old. But the changes I watched from the year 2000 on have been mind-blowing. And think back just a little bit further than that. Even at Christmas time, we just come out of, it was a time people would listen to things like Bing Crosby and, and Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. And, and those were the things in the air and the family would shut down on Sunday and they would all gather up in God's house, assemble one nation under God and indivisible with liberty and justice for all. But now our times are like Isaiah. And we're facing unprecedented times. Spiritually speaking, I think our, not, not physically, but spiritually speaking, our nation is laying in ruins like Israel of old. The church as a whole, not all, as a whole, is being wiped out for the sake of political correctness. And many of our uh, politicians in Washington are no longer God-fearing people, but foul-mouthed, socialist, godless heathens is what they are. So what do we do? We rest on the promises of God. So what's the title of my sermon today or the thought that I want to give you? What's going to happen in 2022? We've had a horrendous last two years. So what do you think is going to happen in 2022? I don't have a crystal ball. No one does. But the opening text is one of the few places that I see our nation mentioned in the Bible. You may not agree with me. But I believe you see our culture mentioned in this verse because it says the people of the West. And it's talking about that era. We're known as the West. And it says the people of the West shall fear the Lord. And when you fear the Lord, it's the beginning of all understanding. And it says they'll begin to honor and praise the name of Jehovah. When the remnant of the church here in the United States begins to serve God, we're in, it doesn't take a whole lot. If you remember back in Sodom and Gomorrah when Abraham was begging with the angel of the Lord, don't, don't destroy it because Lot's there. And he said, if I go in and find just a handful of righteous, I'll save them. And I thought to myself, you know, we have a lot of evil people in this nation, but there's still some good people. There's still some righteous people that believe God. There's still a remnant that loves the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we have that remnant, we're protected by the blood of Jesus. We may be outnumbered by evil people. I have no doubt of that. 
but God levels the playing field. Amen? It doesn't take a whole lot to get the work of God done. In fact, I believe the Lord likes to see that just a handful of people to do His work because then nobody, I mean nobody, can take credit for what is about to happen in this nation. But when we embrace the promises of God, we belong to Jesus Christ and we're protected by that. So, some things I can tell you are going to happen this year. Again, I'm, these are not prophecies. I'm not making predictions on my own. I'm standing on the Word of God, and I can tell you these things I'm about to minister about will happen in 2022. Number one, God's never going to change. Not one time will God change. People are saying, God's doing a new thing. Well, some things may change, but one thing will never change, and that is God Almighty. He is Jehovah. He has never changed from the beginning, and He will always remain the same. This old world we live in has been through some great technological advances and social changes in 2021, things we've never, ever seen before. Even the church has changed. Uh, many have just called it quits and are sitting at home. I don't need church anymore. I stood up in this platform in, this, in God's pulpit in 2009. I said, you will see the day. I didn't know at the time I was prophesying, but I said, you will see the day that a Facebook church will arise. My wife remembers when I said that people called me stupid for saying it. And look what has happened. People have made the excuse to stay home and say, well, I can just watch it at home. You know what happens when you stay at home and try to watch something. That's when the devil's going to let the phone ring. Start praying and see what happens. Somebody will knock at the door. Start reading your Bible and them eyes get heavy. I ain't going to get no amens on that. I, it, happens, it happens to the best of you. Pick up that Bible. Boy, I'm fixed to sit down tonight and I'm going to read that Bible. We need the church. We need to gather up. God hadn't changed. God didn't call anything quits. Evil is now called good, and good is now called evil. The Bible told you this would happen. It's trouble on every hand. But Jehovah is still the same today as he was yesterday. You can rest on that fact in 2022. If this Bible promises you something, you can take it to the bank. That will spend in God's economy. If he promised it, it's going to happen. Amen? Because, oh, I, I feel this right now that it says when the enemy comes in like a flood. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but we've got a tidal wave. We have a tidal wave of evil coming in. And that tells me something though spectacular is about to happen. Because when the enemy comes in like that, our God Almighty is going to get fed up. And he's going to have enough. And he will raise up the standard against it. He has a remnant of people that will stand up and change the tide of what is happening in our nation. Wall Street doesn't flinch God. I don't know the stock market's going to crash this year, and I don't really care. I want you to prosper, and I want you to be in good health, and I don't want to see anybody struggle for anything. I don't even want to see people that dislike me to, to be sick with COVID. I hope everybody's in good health and prospers. But if Wall Street crashes this year, God's not going to flinch one time. I've watched this year go by as churches that have 
forgot God and they've doubted God and they, they've closed down. You're fixing to see a pandemic of churches. Why? Because the pastors, not the people, the pastors have chosen to doubt God. And I'll just be honest with you. I know that attendance has suffered a little bit, especially with our, our children in that age. But God has never missed a beat with this church. In fact, He's grown it in other areas. God doesn't flinch about money. Putin, Biden, and Xi Jinping, they're all rattling their sabers right now. We're looking at wars overseas. We're looking in, in the Far East at possible wars. But that doesn't rattle God not one bit. Now granted, the Bible says times will wax worse and worse. But the psalmist David said this. He said that God is a strong power that I can run into. Solomon, his son, said in, in, in Proverbs, he said that he was a strong tower that, would, that we can run into and not only be protected, but be blessed in times that were uncertain. When war would come expectedly, unexpectedly on the plains of Israel, what they would do is that the Jews had set up these towers and they would run up inside of these towers and it would protect them from the onslaught of the enemy. And these strong brick and mortar buildings would protect them from the, the chariots and the, the iron weapons and the arrows flying. And my friends, spiritually speaking, as the enemy has come in, as the enemy has come in, you've got a strong tower you can run into. And he's stronger than any brick and mortar. Amen? God marches forth as our banner. In Exodus, there's one part where God, one time in the Bible, is called Jehovah Nisi. And that word Nisi means banner. And you can think of it like a flag marching forth. And this is the time that it was used to describe is the, is the children of God were leaving out of Egypt, there were, and they were heading into the promised land, there waited some people in between their route that were called the Amalekites. And they were sneaky. They wouldn't face the Jews head on. They wouldn't do that. They knew their God was doing something. What they would do is they would go to the back end, and they would take people out. They would take the weak. They would get the children and livestock and the Amalekites would come in unexpectedly and take the weak out. And during this time, God said, I'm Jehovah Nisi. I'm your banner. You go out and fight them. This, if you remember, because we got Bible students here uh, mainly this morning. I know y'all remember this. Where they were fighting the Amalekites. King Amalek on the plains and Moses would hold up his hands and they would have the victory. That's when God was called Jehovah Nisi. And that's what he's telling us today. Don't you try to do the fighting. Hold up your hands and begin to praise him. Amen. And let him take care of the Amalekites. He said, I'll wipe the Amalekites out from this earth and their name will be remembered no more. Guess what happened? Their name is remembered no more. There's not a race of people called the Amalekites no more. But we got spiritual Amalekites coming in behind the church. And they're picking off the weak and they're taking them out. Don't let that happen to you. Hold up your hands and let Jehovah Nisi, your banner, fight the way for you. Hallelujah. Once again, thank you for listening to our broadcast. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. 
Now, we ask you to help us keep bringing great Pentecostal messages to the world. Join us in our effort to reach the lost by supporting this ministry with a generous offering. We cannot do this unless people just like you give to help cover the costs. On the home page, click on how you can help. There you can give by credit card, debit card or e-check. Let the Lord bless you and use you in your giving. Now, back to the message. What God did for Israel back then, the promises he made, he'll do now. God never changes. If you'll read Hebrews 13 and 5, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. If you'll just by faith trust him, if you'll give your, your heart, your life over to him, not just now and then, not just when I want to serve him, if you'll truly in 2022 say, you know what, God, I'm not perfect and I'm never going to be, but you, 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 Lord, you said by faith that you would never leave me nor forsake me. If you'll trust in those promises, if you'll trust the creator of all, he will do that thing in your life. Amen? And we talked about the creator. I want to share something with you that just happened over Christmas that I think is just so fascinating. When, when you think of the creator, it's not just here on earth and not just us. He's created all the heavens. Something I had been waiting on, the Webb Telescope finally launched on the 25th. Why are you so excited about that, Brother Wilson? This telescope is going to make Hubble look like child's play. Uh, uh, let me tell you how powerful Hubble was. I remember even, Hewlin Evans even preached this. You listened to that sermon by him, uh, Brother Andy, you gave me heaven. He talks about this. They, they didn't have the technology at the time. And ministers used to preach this all the time. If you look towards the north, they, in, with what we had at that time before Hubble, there is a vacant space. And I've got a telescope, and I can tell you, as you look through it and you look at the North Star, all you can see is that North Star, and there's kind of a vacant area there, and they don't look like there's anything in there. Well, when the Hubble come along, they pointed it in that blank area. They wanted to see what was out there, and they took what is called the wide-field Hubble shot. And when they did, they discovered there was billions and billions and billions of galaxies out there. This new telescope, Webb Telescope, is going to be a hundred times more powerful than Hubble. And they're just, they're saying, we want to discover when time begun. And I get excited. Why are you so excited about it? Because science is going to verify what I already know. Man can't explain this thing. Randy, when they start peering out into that universe with this new telescope, you know what they're going to find out? That we don't know anything. They're going to see even more. They're going to see the vastness of space. They say now there is over 80 sextillion stars. That is 80 with 26 zeros, I believe. Something like that. It's a number you can't wrap your human mind around. There's no human on earth that can, they can say it, but they can't wrap their mind around that number and envision it, what that truly means. And the best of our mathematicians, they gave us the number, but they truly can't explain what that number means. And you know what the Bible says? It says every morning God wakes up and He calls every one of them by name. It says that He calls every star by name. He created all this. And knowing that, and knowing that God created all this, and we can now see some parts of it with our own eyes. And we can see what He created. 
Don't you know that God can take care of our little bitty problems? Don't you know He never changes? Don't you know He's on our side? I can promise you in 2022, God's never going to change and He's still going to be on the throne. Number two, in 2022, I can promise you grace and mercy will be abundantly available. I said this Wednesday night, and it, it has a sense of humor to it. And I got parts of it from Brother Larson years ago, and I added a little bit to it. But sometime this year, in 2022, I have no doubt that each one of us are going to bite off a big old piece of stupidity from the loaf of ignorance. We will. You're more than likely going to chase it down with a cup of iniquity on top of all that that sits at the table of sin. We all do it. We're all frail human beings. But there's something that, that stands on your side that calls out in your favor to God. And that's the cross of Christ. We can never leave the cross. We, every year we have started out here. From 2008, we took the pastoral position here in February of 2008. And here we are coming up on 2022. And one thing that has never changed in this ministry is what we preach, the very basic of it, and that is Christ and Him crucified. Because here's what it'll do for you. Number one, it'll save you. If you don't make it this year, if one of us should pass on, if you have to walk by the coffin of Brother Wilson, don't frown because I made it home. Because I put my faith and all my trust in that finished work of Christ, and now I'm going to be heading to that glory that He created. And if you do make it, if you go through this year, and I pray we all do, I pray we continue to work here and get things done for God, you still have sanctification. That means when you do something stupid, that means when you miss the mark, when sin happens in your life, the cross never changes. Year after year, day after day, week after week, month after month, the cross remains. The cross will even be remembered in heaven. You know, I've told you about Revelation 5 when John, he cried because nobody could be found worthy to open the seal. And then one of the 24 elders came to him and said, John, cry not. And he looked in the midst and beheld, and there was a lamb as though it had been slain. Jesus will be remembered for those marks at Calvary in heaven. He'll wear a vesture dipped in blood. It says even when he comes back, his vesture looked like it was dipped in blood. He'll have the nail marks in his hand, but he's not going to be taken to a cross that time. He'll be victorious. Amen? And this brings me to the next point. In 2022, I can tell you something else is going to happen. We're even going to be just a day closer to the rapture every day that happens. Woo! I don't know about you, and I think we're all of one mind and one accord on this. But if the rapture happens before I can get out of here today, I'm not going to be sad. They can have this old world. I got my keys right here in my pocket. My britches are going to fall off. My keys will be right there and they can have them. You're going to leave everything of this old world behind. You're going to take on a glorified body. Amen. It's going to be something new. We're waiting on that. We're waiting on that day. We're one day closer every day in 2022. And I can't help but feel we're going to see this earth shaking and the rapture happen. Number four. This will even happen after the coming of Christ. And it'll continue until the, to the millennial reign. No, excuse me. It'll continue to the perfect age. 
the Holy Spirit will be moving and operating in greater and greater ways. You remember I told you about the flood, the evil coming in. It said God will raise up a standard. And if you keep on reading in that verse in Isaiah, you remember the part he said, I'm going to put my spirit upon you. The Holy Spirit is available. My friends, this year, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, this is your year. If you haven't spoken in tongues in a while, maybe it's time to fill your cup back up. Maybe it's time to refill again. Maybe it's time to draw closer to God. We can all use this, amen? And what, what good is it? It's not just about speaking in tongues. It's sure it's for service. But even in the Old Testament, God said, this will be the rest for my people. This will be the refreshing, the Holy Spirit. And the initial physical evidence is speaking in other tongues. I don't care what these other churches say. God bless them. But I do know this. God has left you the Holy Spirit. He's going to be moving and operating in greater ways. My friends, I'm believing in these last days because the Bible said so that He's going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. And I believe Azusa Street, although it was great, although Azusa Street was a great happening, that I believe um, was started... Oh, well, I won't go into none of that. I just believe Azusa Street, as great as it was, and it began the experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and over one billion people worldwide have been baptized in the Holy Ghost since then, I think you're going to see something even greater. When God begins to shake this planet, when that standard is raised up, you're going to see drug addicts come to the Lord. You're going to see prostitutes come to the Lord. You're going to see the religious come to the Lord. You're going to see churches packed back out. You're going to see revival start happening. You're going to see a genuine move of God that is going to shake this planet before the rapture of the church. Number five, last one. I can promise you in 2022, no matter what happens, this will happen. The church will remain. It will never go anywhere. Everybody, under the sound of my voice and beyond in all the churches, people could just say, you know what, I'm never going back again. And that may be what they say at the moment, but the church is going to remain. So I'm telling you, the best investment you can make in 2022 is in the Lord. Start making church more part of your life. Start making reading your Bible more of your life. Get equipped with the things God is trying to give you in your life to be a soul winner. You know what? I, I've always heard this, and I, I believe it to be true. I can only talk to so many people, but a church that is truly on fire for God and winning souls will be the church that has laity, the, the people that are not necessarily called to a pulpit ministry. They're trained by the pastors and the leaders of the church, and they're sent back out to witness for Jesus Christ. You're the soul winners. You're the ones that God will use. I'm not saying I'm not involved in that process. Surely I am. I will be. But you also, don't forget, don't let, you, don't let the enemy convince you that you are not part of the soul winning process. Look, we got people in here, businesses handing out tracts. It could be something that simple. It may be somebody in your family, just by the way you live your life, might change them. There's going to be Gary's come in. There's going to be Anthony's come in. Amen. There's going to be Pharaoh's come in. There's going to be people come in from all walks of life, and you're going to have the chance to witness to them. Jesus said this in closing, Matthew 16. 
Upon this rock I will build my church and watch, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Knowing that we're going to remain, knowing that no matter what happens through pandemics and anything else, this church will be here. It's going to stay. The church as a whole, the body of Christ, will be here. Should we not be carrying out the great commission of preaching Christ and Him crucified to all creatures and telling the good news that is in part of your life? Don't be greedy. Share that what's happened in your life with other people. Amen? Y'all would stand with me. This brings us to the end of this sermon. Don't forget to help us in our effort to bring the message of the cross to the world. We need your prayers and financial gifts to make that happen. Also, be sure to check out our website schedule and prayer wall while you are here on Power of the Cross Radio. We stream great Christian music and sermons all day, every day. Again, thank you for joining us today. May God bless you and keep you. Power of the Cross Radio is a production of Cross Faith Ministries. Visit them on the web at cfministry.com.